God gave us a word to start Boomerang Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. Since then, we have seen heavenly increase. We've seen over 8,300 souls committed to Christ. Over $2 million of increase in the lives of our members and our partners that God did. Debt that's been erased. He told us to actually start a Bible college in Albemarle. And today we have Impact University with graduates coming out every year. He gave us Lunch Plus, which is a daily broadcast, Monday through Friday. We broadcast all over the world, in Africa, all over Europe, all over in Pakistan. We sent that broadcast all over the world. We've even been in the countries like Africa, Europe, Philippines, Nigeria, Gabon, Mexico, Pakistan. And here and abroad, we've seen incurable diseases healed. Yeah. We've seen marriages restored, families healed. We've seen people that's moved all across the country just to come to Boomerang and be a part of what God is doing. And that's just been in one location. Imagine what God's going to do this year, 2022, what he's called the year of multiplied increase. What many people don't know is three years ago, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to plant a church in Troy, North Carolina. I want Boomerang to expand. And last year he said, that time is now. In 2022, I want you to plant a Boomerang church in Troy, North Carolina. Listen, we want and we invite your partnership with us as we launch out and plant this church in Troy. Please partner with us by spreading the word about a powerful Holy Ghost church in Troy. Pray with us anytime it crosses your mind. Pray, lift it up, let the Holy Spirit guide your prayers and then sow as the Lord would have you to. As he writes it on your heart, sow your time, your money, your skill, your resources, 
as he gives it to you, he has given you an opportunity to increase and have a multiplied increase. Now is the time we are going to see the Holy Spirit move across Troy and change that whole environment and atmosphere. Glory to God. Are you ready to go with us? Are you ready to believe with us? And are you ready to see the power of God change a whole region? Join with us and partner with us today. Amen? Amen. Amen. Wednesday or did you think today was Thursday? Wednesdays are the days I asked yesterday, what days do you sometimes skip in your brain? Yeah. For me, it's Wednesday. It has been Wednesdays uh, where I'm like, eh, it's Thursday. It's like, ah, no, <laughs> you're in the middle, you're not on the downhill. Yeah, we just skip, in my mind, we just skip Tuesday. So yesterday was Wednesday, today's Thursday. I almost wrote down the What's Right Kitchen for the schedule mm. today. Like, that's just what day it is. <laughs> Guys, we're so happy to have you on with us today. If you haven't done it yet, take the broadcast and share it. Literally, take the link and then text it out to someone you know. We're not going to give you any sort of clue as to what the topic is about today. We've had people comment in, in the comments of, the thumbnail is intriguing. It's highly intriguing. We're going to let you stay intrigued. Be with us at noon when we hop into the Word today. We're going to yeah. talk about what does God think about M&Ms? We'll find out, but we want to know what you think about M&Ms. <laughs> What's your favorite kind? Put it in the comments yeah. right now. Marky's already started by saying that caramel M&Ms are her favorites. Peanut butter's mine. I, I love caramel, like, a lot, but for some reason the caramel M&Ms, if I eat too many, because I like to, like, I don't know. They start to make my throat hurt. Interesting. So I think I think I like peanut butter. Yes. Or, I, I mean I like I like normal M and M's, but of the like special M and M's, yes. I think peanut butter are the best. But peanut, never, <laughs> never. Serena says, "So smart, Barrett. Smart that we're not telling you what the word is." <laughs> Get ready for noon. Um, Grayson's here to say pretzel M and M's, and then Greg says caramel M and M's are actually pretty good. And they are good. Marky says, I only like chocolate if they're mini. If not, they mm. taste like junk, and I don't know why. <laughs> I like both. I, I really, I don't discriminate with M&Ms, <gasps> except for the caramel ones. I'm really sorry. Uh, I don't like the caramel what? ones. I don't like them. I've tried to like really them. They are really good. I do like caramel. I just don't like those ones for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the ratio of caramel to chocolate. Mm, if it they're going to be lot. mixed, I like way more caramel, and I want it to be salty <laughs> caramel. I don't oh, want it to yeah, just it's be not sweet. salty. It's, I really like mini M&M's and you put them in a freezer. Don't they have mint M&M's now? Yeah. Isn't that a thing? Yeah. I feel like I would enjoy that. I like mint and chocolate together. That's a big <laughs> thing. Like, Buddy does not. Hannah, Buddy doesn't. Hannah says my favorite M&M's are the brownie ones. Uh, Serena <gasps> says, guys, so much oh. food talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hannah Sittler says, it may become peanut butter, but for now, peanut M&M's never had the caramel ones. <laughs> Uh, Prilla says peanut M&M's all day long. And then Greg says, I definitely liked peanuts as well. Never tried peanut butter. Guys, after the fast, I just want to buy like a great big family Let's, size bag, bring them to Sunday morning service and be like, okay, it's time for you to try it. <laughs> Johnny says caramel and plain. Hannah says Marky Dumphy, what about chocolate truffles? Is there a chocolate truffle? Oh. oh, as a oh. whole. I got you. Oh. 
There's so many kinds of M&Ms, guys. <laughs> They're amazing. I love them. Did you know M&Ms were made for like the Vietnam War? No. Because yeah, uh, that's what I read at least. So unless what I read was completely wrong, <laughs> they were made for the Vietnam War because they wanted to send over the like the American soldiers some like treats, some goodies oh, that yeah, wouldn't yeah, melt. This. Yeah, that wouldn't like melt in the Vietnam heat. So apparently back then M&Ms didn't melt in your hand. Um, but now, definitely, it creates tie-dye on your hand. It definitely creates tie-dye. They tie -dye. changed it. They had to have changed it. <laughs> As a side note, I, I don't, this is not an absolute statement, but from what I've learned, some of my favorite treats have come out of wartime. For example, did you know that that's when Nutella was made? Was, I think, in between the World Wars. Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. they were, like, on a shortage of chocolate, yeah. so they mixed in the hazelnut, and thus Nutella was born. <laughs> I do love Nutella. Okay, we it's time for family chat. We've basically already been doing family chat. Basically. But what we want to do is put up a question on the screen. We want you to answer along with us. That way we can find out your answers, your likes, your dislikes, your interests, because we love you. So, question officially, number one. Question number one. Would you rather sit in a window seat for a flight or an aisle seat? I have an absolute answer on this. Absolutely a window seat for me. You and I can yeah. can go on a plane together because I want the aisle. <laughs> I huh? never not middle. middle. Never middle. More, Margie wondered if I wanted middle because then I'd get more physical touch. Uh uh. Uh no. no 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 not with strangers. No no I prefer no. the window because then it makes me feel like all my dreams are coming true and I can look <laughs> out the window and be like oh my goodness. And it's a beat. It's just beautiful. I like looking out the window, and I don't mind the window seat. Like if I'm with George, like I've typically he's been the person I've flown the most with. Yeah. So if it's the two of us, he can have the aisle, I can have the window, and then I don't mind him being this close to me. But if I'm just on a plane, I want to be able to shift myself out in the aisle and stretch my legs out and 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 let them have the window, and it's fine. <laughs> Okay. Uh, right out the gate, Kevin with fighting words. Nutella stinks. Kevin. Kevin, why? Come on, Kev. Come on. This is a family broadcast. Come on. We're all in this together. What you doing? George <laughs> says window all day. Yeah, Marky which is said, why we can also fly together. That's awesome. <laughs> Marky said, I prefer window with no one next to me so I can use the restroom without waking someone. Interesting. I don't think okay. I have ever used an airplane bathroom. What? In any, uh, and I've flown like a good bit. I, I. How? Mm, how? I have a bladder of steel. <laughs> And yeah. I don't ever want to use them because they seem icky. So I wait. <laughs> I mean, that's why you like line it and stuff. But then it sounds like it's sucking you out. <laughs> it's like when you flush it, it's like, oh, there I go. <laughs> uh, Grayson said, I'm a window seat girl because I can hold off having to go to the bathroom for a long time. Uh, so Greg, she doesn't have to get up. Yeah. Greg says window. Buddy says window. George says, exit row window is the dream. <laughs> Do the they? exit row is exciting. Do they have a window? Room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we used to, my dad and I sit on the exit row when we fly because then we have the leg room. But I never knew that there was a window one. I think it can be like in between the seats <gasps> for that. Uh, Maybe George has flown way more than I have. George would know. That would be the dream. Johnny said, I've been on enough planes with a window seat. <laughs> Grayson's okay. like, unless I have my kids, then I'll for sure. And then Grayson's going, Kevin, <laughs> because of the Nutella comment. 
I, and then Kelly says, the plane needs turbulence too. It makes it so much more fun. <laughs> That's what I think. I'm serious. Every time we have turbul turbulence, I'm like, this is so fun. Because I, I really like. That's what the pilots think too. Yeah, I'm sure they love it. I'm sure they love it. In, in situations that have been like almost like near kind of, kind of deadly, I've always laughed really hard. And this is one of those situations where it's like turbulence that would normally make people scared for their lives. I'm like, this is great. That's again, a huge perk of flying with George is George has flown, like George, so for those of you who don't know, George is my husband. He was part of the 82nd Airborne Division. So he has flown so many places, yes. jumped out of planes, skydived. He's, he's pretty much a rock star. But he's been in planes so much that he can tell me like, if the turbulence is weird or something, he's like, no, this is normal. This this feeling means this. This sound means this. This is what the engines are doing. And so it's like, thank you, my own personal like guru of the planes to tell me what's happening. So I never have to be like, ah, lost is about Don't to take place in real life. <laughs> oh, George says, airplane restrooms are funny to use. Grayson said, I do too, Barrett. Well, did. Then I had three kids, haven't flown since, having a third child, so my bladder may actually not be as good anymore. And then Marky says, how do y'all feeling uh, feel about people clapping at the end of the flight? I feel like that you were on a dangerous flight then, and people are like rejoicing that it's yeah, done. I, I think it's funny. I really do. I just laugh a lot in planes. Prilla's with you and Kelly going, yay, turbulence. And then Buddy says, I changed my answer to a first class suite with a bed. Fancy. That's not even the question. <laughs> not even the question. Grayson says, I don't walk in fear, but turbulence is not my friend. <laughs> and then George says, the exit row window is the door, so the stewardess asks you if you are physically capable of moving the door, which is fun. <laughs> yeah, they did that <laughs> when Daddy and I flew. They're like, can you do this? I'm like, yes, I can. <laughs> George says, I've seen a person get up because they didn't want the responsibility, so I jumped right in. <laughs> Johnny says, Aww. I don't look out the window. I can see if there's something wrong with the plane. Also true. I feel like Johnny would be, so Johnny was former Air Force. So Johnny is one of those people who also knows planes very, <laughs> very, very well. He would be a good one to fly with for sure. I remember the last time I flew with a window seat, there was duct tape on the wing. Yep. And I was like, this does not make me feel safe. But I guess we'll see if we make it. And then when you get turbulence, you're like, this is the best. So much turbulence. So Please great. <laughs> okay, question number two. Oh, oh, this one's exciting because I know this one. Would you rather be Batman or Spider-Man? Easy peasy Spider-Man. Because Batman seems sad all the time. <laughs> Why would you want to be Batman? Maybe you could be happy Batman. Huh? Um, that's not the question, though. No, what, like you are Batman or you are Spider-Man, as they are now. I mean, just if as you're a girl, now. then you're a girl. Yeah, why couldn't you like become Batman with his like physical strength, but also be you and be happy? Because I wouldn't be Batman. Maybe Imagine. that's why your voice has been changing, so that's you can true. talk like Batman. That's not good. Hello, guys. <laughs> For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, on the fast, I think my voice has changed a little bit. And it feels deeper now and a little raspy, but oh well. You're Let about, me know if you hear it. You're about to fire like Robert Pattinson from being Batman <laughs> yeah. from now on. It's I'm gonna, gonna be take Abby. over. I'm gonna take over. It's gonna be me. Gray says Batman. Marky <gasps> says Spider-Man was sad when Uncle Ben died. I can't oh. even believe you referenced that. When Marky That's... watched Uncle Ben, was it you or you? Which one? Uh, it was Marky. 
Like, I showed her, I showed her the, the one with Andrew Garfield, and she cried for days. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's an exaggeration. She was very was, heartbroken about it. I mean, I understand. I did, too, but I had seen it multiple times, so I was good. I was prepared, and it just hit her weird. It was, like, 11 o'clock at night. She wasn't <laughs> expecting it, and every time we mentioned it for the next few days, eyes welled up with tears. It was True. good. <laughs> uh, Hannah says Batman for all the cool gadgets and a butler. And then Serena says, for those exa same exact reason, Abby, Spider-Man! <laughs> Woohoo! And then Grayson says, spiders are not my friend. You don't have to be friends with spiders to mm. be Spider-Man. Mm -mm. Of course not. Uh, George says Batman. He has the Batmobile. <laughs> Kelly says Spider-Man. And then for the hundredth comment, right out the gate, Grayson Pickett with couldn't, wouldn't, I'd rather not have a superpower than be Spider-Man. Oh my god. Her opinion is strong, and that strong opinion yes, won her is. her gift card today. Good job being opinionated. You can claim your gift by going to whatsright.com slash gift, and we'll get that over to you ASAP. Greg <laughs> says Spider-Man. Johnny Woo! says Spider-Man. Kevin says Batman. I, since George is going to be Batman, I'll be Spider-Man. Yeah, I like Spider-Man. I like, I... A lot. He's I, my favorite, actually. My only concern is I would want a trainer to teach a me trainer? how to use the webs so uh, that way I don't just like get overly confident. I'm like, I'm gonna swing for the Empire State Building, but I haven't actually harnessed my powers. And then I like stick it to the building, but it doesn't actually stick and then I plummet. I'd, I would yeah. like a trainer in some there, way. <laughs> there are scenes like that in the movies. So they, if they do it, it'd be okay. With great power yeah. comes great responsibility. So with that, we are going to hop into the five second challenge. Find out what Marky has thought up for us today. We'll see you right there. It's one of them. Favorite. I I'm serious though. Like this, we had a discussion about this segment a long time ago, and I was like, I will not let it die. I love this segment. We are keeping it alive because I love it. It is. It is one of my favorites. I it's, like it. It's one of the only games where you're working together, not yeah, against each other. Of course. It brings unity. Unity. Yes. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> okay, so I want to jump right into it. Let's put up our topic of the day, and I want you guys to start putting in things in the comments. Okay. So I like to find things that are random, as you can see. So our category today is things that are plugged in slash charged. So they don't have to be plugged in consistently, but at some point they're going to be plugged in. They have to, to be, be charged? In. To be charged. To be charged. Okay. They can so like, be wireless, but they're okay. going to be charged. So they, they, they are plugged in at some point. And I want you guys to put it in the comments. What are some things, put it out um, right now, see if it's on the list. What are some things that are plugged in? Put it in the sure. comments. Yes. Okay. Sure. Okay. Let's Basically, just look around your house right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lights, vacuum cleaner, Phone, TV. That 
I may have done something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she was just in the office Looked and like around spinning around. She's like, iPads plugged in. <laughs> I may have been in the office when I made this list. So, okay. Uh, who, who wants to go first? I can. Okay. 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 Put up our first one uh, of the day. Um, okay. Not a laptop, but a computer. Yeah! <laughs> Good job! Good job! I will say, today's are pretty simple. Uh, Kevin said toaster. Very Ooh. fancy. Making me hungry. That's interesting. Kevin also said Nespresso. That is plugged in at my mm -hmm. house, for okay. sure. Priscilla oh, yeah. said hair straightener, phone, blender, coffee pot. Let's see, did any make the list? Mm -hmm. Johnny said mixer. Uh, baby monitor, Kevin said Keurig. Okay, let's see, are any of these on the list? Go okay. to the next one. Ready. Um, this is what the comments are currently on. If, what? Uh, a TV? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to explain a that TV. different. I was so like, sorry. The topic? I was like, a lot of them seem to be in the kitchen. <laughs> so but sorry. a kitchen isn't plugged in. <laughs> it honestly threw me off, and I can see the word. <laughs> so sorry. I also said the word substations. What's what? interesting. What is, that? <laughs> what is that? I only have a picture Some of a submarine houses? but underwater. Why did he put houses? What houses are plugged in? Maybe they're plugged into generators. Like uh, the house, maybe. like solar power. I mean things in maybe the with house. The insulation. Maybe the insulation's just plugged in. Maybe that the sounds like a fire hazard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Greg, explain. Cars are now though. It's true. Yeah, cars like Teslas. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Your next one. Okay. Things that are plugged in. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Apple. Watch. No. Phone. Yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> I was like, Good job. I could have just make calls on it. It was that only because I was touching my watch. I'm like, <laughs> Apple Watch. That's all I could think of. I also don't know why every time I'm guessing, I put my hands together. It's like, okay, I've got this. It's my own personal like motivator. <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> Greg said you didn't define plugged in. Plugged into what? like an outlet. <laughs> like how like, how like else? charged? How yeah. did you interpret it? Very interesting comments today, Greg. <laughs> Explain how a house is plugged in. Okay, let's go on to our next one. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm not looking. Ooh, with a computer, if you need to get something a off mouse? of it onto paper. A printer? Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw Johnny put this one in the comments. So good job. If it Great was you, job, Johnny. Johnny. Good job. You got it. Johnny says a house is plugged into the substation, which is plugged into the electric grid. Oh, I don't even where's know what the cord all those to my house? Means. Oh my gosh, this is so beyond outlets. What is I, a substation? I'm definitely imagining my house having like a little plug yeah. that we like plug into an outlet. And like Harley chewing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the whole house is down. I I still want to know what a substation is. I, please? I still want that in the comments, please. Wow, like a power thing on a, on a line? I don't know, because all, all I'm seeing in my head is a station that's underwater. Like, oh, so, <laughs> like a sub. What's a substation, please? Maybe it's because I'm hungry, but all I see is Subway. <laughs> oh my god. The station would make the sandwiches. I just want a sandwich. <laughs> that's Subway. Okay, let's go on to our next one. Whoever is not I don't looking. Know. I'm, I'm looking. not looking. Okay, let's go on to our next one. Uh, um, like AirPods, but generic. Earphones, earbuds, ear headphones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Why are yeah. those headphones? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're plugged in. Did you say nah, buddy? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, you just walked in. Why are you against? But you were four, so that's good. That's why good. Why are you going like that? Buddy. No, I know. Oh, why are you... I wasn't going to do you that You weren't going to mention that. Now. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, Grayson said, Marky's face is my face. Yes, and Greg said, mine is plugged into 20, a 200 amp service via a circuit breaker circuit breaker which plugs it into that service oh <laughs> that service you don't know you don't know. <laughs> the circuit breaker plugs it into that service with the 200 what service? amp what service spectrum uh, <laughs> The house is plugged into Spectrum. I don't know. I want a diagram by the time this broadcast is done. Greg, draw I really a picture. Want, please draw a picture and makes a, make a Voxer chat with all four of us so you can like explain yeah. what you're talking about. Johnny please. seems to be explaining it some. It's where the power is converted from 100K to what your house uses. The power goes from the substation to the transformer, the thing on the, the pole. pole. Thank you, Johnny, I know for what putting a the thing on the pole, is. which converts the power to run your house. What's a transformer? <laughs> it's that big, like, cylindrical thing. It's white. Cylindrical. Cylindrical. Yeah. I thought it's you were like, going to... I was asking you so that you mm. can say it's the thing that goes from a car to... <laughs> a, a robot. robot. <laughs> I, I still want to know what a substation is. Like, that's... I still want to know. Um, we're so Buddy, your car is going. Buddy, your car is beeping. All of a sudden, we hear, er, 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 er. I'll tell you, though, we are so advanced that we have a piece of equipment in here that we repeatedly call the crayon. It's true. Because we're not, we don't always remember what it's called. It's an amplifier. It I do believe. Looks like yeah. a but it looks crayon. like a jumbo crayon. Yeah. Okay. okay, we've learned so many things. Let's go on yeah. to the next one. Grayson says her husband works with Transformers, like Optimus Prime. Spectrum. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Spectrum. Oh, okay. okay, this is not an iPad. It's the generic version of I an iPad. Tablet? Yeah. Oh, like <laughs> iPod. I missed the bell. I was like, <laughs> I hit it and it didn't make noise. Okay, let's go on to our next one. I'm looking. Last Way to one. be a hero, buddy. <laughs> Last one, guys. Oh, I'm sorry. I almost looked, but I didn't see it. Um, for a very important documents that you want to be rid of forever. Shredder! You got it. As you can see, yes, I was in the office when I made this. <laughs> we see? have all of those. Yes. George wants to know, since we hit the 100 comments so early, is there a prize for the 200th? There if might it, be something for the know. 500th. Yeah. Like, you probably. guys hit 500, and, and sure. Amen. Sure. Amen. Okay, now it's time for confessions. Thank you for joining us for the five second challenge. by making confessions for each and every day that are all based off of the word. So right now we're gonna do that. We're gonna hop right in to confessions so that we can all confess over our lives today. Let's put up our first one up on the screen. Every weapon, and this is what this is what we do every day. If you're new here, is we say it out loud with our mouths. That's where the power is, is speaking it out loud and we say it together. 
every weapon formed against us is exposed, will not prosper, and is destroyed. Amen. That's a good one. Okay, and our last confession. It's our year of multiplied increase. It's your year of multiplied increase. Say that every day. Put it in the comments. It's my year of multiplied increase. Make it yours. Make it personal. Because as you take the word of God, it's not just true as it sits, but as you take the word of God, apply it over your life in one way being confessing it in faith, then it becomes yours. Then it becomes a reality. And it is your reality that it is your year of multiplied increase. Amen? Amen? But what? It's a Bible trivia day? It is? It's Wednesday. It is Bible trivia day. <laughs> we had it wrong. Okay, it is time for Bible trivia. Yeah, it is. So we're moving on right now. that we have a powerful word for you today. Uh, today we're talking about M&Ms. What does God think about M&Ms? Now, the reality is I'm on the word today and I have no idea where we're going with this, but I will eventually and so will you. Take this time to share the broadcast because it's going to be awesome. Now it is time for Bible trivia and I'm actually really excited about this because you get a chance to win a gift card today. And we're really excited about that. We have five questions, which means we're going to be giving away five gift cards to whoever gives us the first correct answer on our chat. And it could be you. So uh, we uh, have multiple choice questions. And Joni says she doesn't think I'm plugged in. Can you hear me? I, I'm good. Can you guys hear me? I hope so. Um, let me know if you can hear me in the comments. Anyway. We have five multiple choice questions um, for you guys today. And um, what we're going to do, what we want you to do in the comments is we want you to put the number of the question and A, B, C, or D in the comments. Joni, maybe you should turn the volume up on your phone. That might be your issue. I don't know. But uh, what? I was, just, I was just saying, it's, it's possible. Um, that could be the issue um, because it's coming through on other people's phones. So, well, I guess if I said that, she wouldn't have heard it anyway. <laughs> so, you know, hope, hope you figure it out, Joni. All right, guys, well, it's time for Bible Trivia. Let's jump into question number one for Bible Trivia today. Which false idol fell before the Ark of the Covenant? Was it A, Baal? Was it B, Dagon? Was it C, Ashtoreth? Or was it D, Buddha? Which false idol fell before the Ark of the Covenant? Covenant. <laughs> um, was it A. Baal? I hope you didn't hear that because Pastor just gave, yelled the answer in the background. Was it A. Baal, B. Dagon, 
Was it C, Ashtoreth, or was it B, D, Buddha? Which one is it? Which one is it? You know what? I wonder if Joni was saying that to make me like spaz because I've done it so many times in the past. I really don't know. Guys, put your answers in the comments right now. What is it? Let's put the answer up. It is B, Dagon, and that goes to Kelly Berardi. Congratulations, Kelly. You just won a gift card on us. It was indeed Dagon. All right, guys, now it's time for a question number two. Question number two. Which epistle was written by the actual brother of Jesus? Was it A, James? Was it B, Jude? Was it C, 1st through 3rd John? Or was it D, A and B? Kevin said the headless and handless Dagon. Yep, his head and his hands fell off. Um, Joni said, I'm, I'm not that mean, LO, I just couldn't hear you. Oh, I understand. Uh, which epistle was written by the actual brother of Jesus? Was it A, James, B, Jude, C, 1st through 3rd John, or was it D, A, and B? Put your answers in the comments right now. Which one was written by the actual brother of Jesus? Kevin Nowicki said, Jacob. Okay, that's not one of the answers. But anyway, let's put up what is the correct answer. It is, surprisingly, A and B, which is D. That was confusing. It's D, guys. A and B. Appar apparently Jude. I actually found this out when I looked it up uh, yesterday for this question. It is A and B. They are both historically known to be brother actual brothers of Jesus. Uh, or half-brothers, I guess. I don't know. Um, that goes to Grayson Pickett. Congratulations. I like how you were questioning your answer, but you got it. So, well done, Grayson. All right, guys, let's jump into question number three. According to Galatians 5-6, faith works by what? Is it A, action? Is it B, hope? Is it C, love? Or is it D, Jesus? According to Galatians 5-6, faith works, or if you want to go Old King James Version, faith worketh by what? Is it A, action? Is it B, hope? Is it C, love? Or is it D, Jesus? Barrett says the sass has been strong with Buddy today. I appreciate it. I'll take that as a compliment. Is it A, action? Is it B, hope? Is it C, love? Or is it D, Jesus? Guys, put your answers in the comments. Put them in. Put them in quickly because you have a chance to win a gift card on us. Who wants a gift card? Give us some answers in the comments. I will give you 10 seconds. Now you have them around 7 seconds. Now you have maybe 4 seconds. Now you have 1 second. Give it in. Okay. What is the correct answer? It is C, love. Faith works by love. Now, faith without work, action is dead, but faith works by love, according to Galatians 5, 6. That goes to Grayson Pickett. Congratulations, Grayson. You just won another gift card on us. All right. Let's... There's just because you have a chance. That was funny. You, you need to look at some of the previous Bible trivias to get that, get that joke. All right. We got two more questions. Let's put up question number for what city did God send Jonah to? Was it A, Nineveh? Was it B, Tarshish? Was it C, Jericho? Or was it D, Bangor, Maine? What city did God send Jonah to? <laughs> Barrett said it could have been that one. 
Was it A, Nineveh? Was it B, Tarshish? Was it C, Jericho? Or was it D, Bangor, Maine? No, that's just the first city that came to my mind whenever I, came, whenever I got to D. What city did God send Jonah to? Put your answers in the comments. The, all right, let's put up. What is the correct answer? It is... Whoop, no, it's not that. That was my fault. It is actually A, Nineveh. It wasn't Tarshish. It was Nineveh. And that goes to Kelly Berardi. No, no, no. I'm so sorry, Kelly. I just gave you a lot of hope. It was actually Grayson. I'm so sorry, Kelly. Twice. One question. That's, I know, that's twice in one question. I said that's twice in one question that I messed up. Can we give her like an honorary gift card because I messed up? Sure, okay, Kelly, you get, a, you get an honorary gift card because I brought your hopes up and then I dashed them, but now they're up again. So, you know, congratulations to both Grayson and Kelly. You just both won gift cards because you both got it right, you know, well done. All right, question number five. This is your last chance to win a gift card. Oh, mom's here. Hi, mom. Anyway, question number five. What did God create on the second day? What? Everyone's looking at me funny. I got excited because I love my mom. That's all. What did God create on the second day? Um, was it A, light? Was it B, land? Was it C, sky? Or was it D, bacon? What did God create on the second day? Was it light? Was it land? Was it the sky? Or was it bacon? Put your answers in the comments right now, and let's find out right now. What did, what did God create on the second day? It was C, the sky, and that goes to mom. Congratulations, mom, or as we know, Mama Chris, Chris Crabtree. You just, oh, she, look, she loves me too. You just put that in the comments. I love you too, mom. And you just want a gift card, so congratulations, mom. You're the best. You're great. All right, anyway, thank you for joining us for Bible Trivia today, guys. This has been a lot of fun. And for those of you who want a gift card, you can claim your gift at whatsright.com slash gift right there all right well anyway with that being said now we're moving on to what's the word today we're talking about what does god think about m&ms are you curious i'm curious let's find out and as you we as we step during this transition we want you to share the broadcast like it spread the word and we'll see you guys in just one second the word <laughs> welcome it's good to have you guys here 
Have you ever noticed? I don't mind awkward moments. Like, I, I kind no, of thrive noticed. in them. I've noticed. <laughs> like, I enjoy it. So it's like, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, that was awkward. And I'm like, yeah, let's see what you do with that. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> let's, let's see how, how you handle it three times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> let's grow. Yeah, awesome. Very you like sweet. my new Ablaze Youth hoodie? I, I like do. It. I like them. They're cool. Swaggin'. It yeah. looks really comfy, but nice. They are comfy. It's also warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We love you so very much. Glad you're online today. Are you curious about what we're talking about today? Because I bet it's not candy, uh, but we'll find out in a second. Par- part of me was hoping that there would be M&Ms in the room, <laughs> but then par- part of me was also remembering that we're fasting. Yes. And yes. so it's not like I would be able to enjoy them. Yeah. Which M&M uh, color is your favorite? Hey, that's a great question. Well, we don't have to answer that right now. We, well, no, we can. Oh, What's okay. your favorite yeah. color? M- you which, know, they all taste the same. I was going to say, which, which, fla- which M&M flavor do you like? The, we have proven that Skittles do not taste the same. They do not. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, all right. Who's here? Where are you watching from? Like, subscribe, share the broadcast. Hit the notification bell and encourage your friends to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that means take their phone and click it for them. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, Johnny says, I love all of these soft openings. <laughs> Johnny says, <laughs> nice soft. hoodie, Pastor. Thank you. Uh, Grace says, fam, fam, fam. Yes. Barrett says, red. Priscilla says, blue and orange. Priscilla, what? Color is your favorite, not what two colors, what <laughs> color. So out of blue and orange, which one is? Chris Crabtree. Hello, friends. Hello, Hello. we love you. Hello. Johnny says red. Hannah says brown. Grayson says, oh, I kind of wanted uh, my love of candy to be validated. <laughs> Johnny says, hello from High Rock. Priscilla's okay, blue. And uh, good job, way to be decisive. Uh, Grayson says, Hannah Sittler, mine too. And then uh, Kelly says, yellow. Hannah Sittler said, hello, I'm Hannah, watching from Locust. Johnny says, laugh out loud at Grayson. Hannah says, yes, Grayson. Silla says, does anyone else separate the colors before eating them like me? No. Well, I mean, other people do. I'm not that person. Because then you have to wait to eat it. My my M&M eating is more like this. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just get it in. Just yep. eat yeah. as much as possible. That's it. Greg says, hey, from Charlotte. Uh, oh, Joni, she's calling us out. Or not really me, but what happened to the polls each morning? Great question, Joni. <laughs> the same person who, who scarred you for life with his comments while you couldn't hear. She couldn't hear it, so it was fine. You it know. was good? Yeah. Okay. Was good. That made it okay? <laughs> that made it okay, okay. yeah. Barrett Barrett said you're doing great buddy I try (laughs) Barrett says oh this you know what this is a great intro today you just don't even know Barrett says I do I eat one from each pile until all the piles have the same number and then I go uh, one in a row from each you eat one M&M at a time she said if I'm playing with them I do (laughs) Nicole says She's uh, jumping on from work. M&Ms are good. Three Musketeers are better. Corey says, hi, still below zero in New Hampshire. Brown M&Ms never sounded so good. <laughs> <laughs> Food. <laughs> That's, That's valid. Fasting, yep. <laughs> Kevin says, watching from Davidson County on uh, the other side of Baden Lake. 
go. And <laughs> Grayson. Self-control! So. I just heard that from, like, the Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, yeah. Self-control. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, are y'all ready? Mm -hmm. Ready. So, ready, break. All right, so... Um, Kevin Nowicki says, green M&Ms are, so no, are for home runs. 80 kids, 80s kids understand. I, I really want to open it up to, now to Kevin says green M&Ms. Are from me, huh? I just, want, I just want to trim it now at that <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah. I honestly don't remember what colors are M&Ms, so that's why I picked red. The green M&M is the, the girl M&M. I do remember that. I think the blue is also a girl. Okay. I think the brown's a girl, too. Mm -hmm. The red one's a the guy. The peanut one. Yeah, he's the peanut. Yeah. He's awesome. He's my favorite. Same. Are you enjoying this? Why are we talking about what gender <laughs> the M&M's are? <laughs> Have you seen the commercials? Yeah. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Have, they all have personalities. Here we go. You ready? <laughs> yes. What does God think about M&Ms? Well, we're not talking about the candy. Uh, oh. Because there's the Bible there. Yeah. What? Yeah. Because he brought his Bible. So. It's true. No, no. M&M. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. I have the you notes, have the so notes I know. now. now so I, you know. I understand now. I was literally yeah. looking through it and trying to figure out what. Where am I going with this? Do you know where I'm going? Put it in the comments right now. What are we talking about today? That's actually that's a great idea. I'm really curious what they would think. Yeah. So we haven't opened yet. <laughs> we're sort of opening. We're we're half opening right now. Okay. It's like peeking the <laughs> peeking the, the door. Open yeah. the door crack. Peeking in. It's kind of like. The first 30 minutes of Lunch Plus has carried over into this <laughs> segment. So, but, Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's because Bible trivia was so fun. <laughs> it was special, for sure. <laughs> I, I had fun. I enjoyed it. I, I was, was thinking, good. like, oh, hey, Mom, I love you so much. Oh, look at that. You won. What? <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. It just happened to happen that way. <laughs> Nobody yeah. else thought it. Just me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Bible trivia was great. Bible trivia Thanks. was great. Thanks, Matthew. Appreciate it. That's awesome. Uh, Hannah says, no clue. <laughs> Nobody has any clue what we're talking about. Any guesses? That's, uh, Johnny says, mindset and motivation. Hey. Pastor Nicole says, Matthew and Mark. Matthew and Mark. Manifest, manifestation and miracle. Men and more men. <laughs> End of the word, I guess. Bible tri trivia rocked, buddy. Thanks, Kevin. Kevin. Well, he didn't put a that. comma, so did it rock, comma, buddy, or did it rock, buddy? Because <laughs> <laughs> those are two different concepts. <laughs> Grace says, me and mine. Nicole says, minds and mouths. <laughs> Jolene said, I was thinking the same thing, but I would chose Mama Chris as the winner, too. <laughs> Uh, Grayson said, I'm feeling dumb for putting that one out there, but we send in it. <laughs> no, that's good. I like it. Barrett said, grammar is important. Okay, all right, let's jump in. So today we're talking about what does God think about M&Ms, okay? So 
not, we're not talking about the candy, but uh, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 10 and verse 38, and then tell me if you think you can get it. Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it says this. Now, and I'll tell you this about it while you're, while you're turning there. I'll tell you this. I've actually had this on my heart all week. The Lord has not let it up. Uh, we definitely were called to talk about what we did on Monday and on Tuesday. But uh, I actually tried to go to another topic today, and the Lord said, nope, you're doing this today. And uh, so get ready. This is what you need. This is, this is an on-time word for us, and you need to see it, okay? Uh, it's, it's so important for us to, to get a hold of this. So uh, in uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38, it says, Now as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted from all, with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me, right? But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, why you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Put that in the comments. Only one thing is necessary. For Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Mary has chosen that good part, and it shall not be taken away. And so one of the things what we're asking is, what does the Lord think about the position of M. Martha and M. Mary? You know, what does the Lord think about those positions? And obviously this passage answers that, but how many of us have been Martha? You know, where everything, I want you to see this because Martha is trying to solve what looks like a very viable logistical puzzle. She's, she's trying to, quote unquote, serve, right? But Jesus is saying to her, there's only one thing that's needful. This is the most needful, is to be in the presence of God. One thing is needful. So a lot of times you'll watch people and they'll be, and what I'd like for today is for us to have conversation about this. You know, we can share times when we've done it, but how do we do this? What's going on here? But, but focusing on the importance of sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I want you to see that again. Verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. Now, now, I want you to picture this. In the middle of this, there's stuff going on. There's needs. There's things that need to happen. There's serving that needs to happen. There's work that needs to be done. And, but what is Mary doing that the Lord commends? And what is Martha doing that the Lord condemns, right? So he commends one and he yeah. condemns the other, mm -hmm. you know, in that way. One is so worried about the physical things, and the other is concerned about one thing, sitting at the feet of Jesus, in his presence, hearing, and what does it say specifically? Yeah. Listening to his word. So yeah. now think about this. We're going through life, and all of a sudden, turmoil comes up, right? What's needful in that moment? 
we need to listen to his word. Yeah. You know, no matter what's going on, no matter when, when the storm came up and they were out on the, on the ship and it was a demonic storm and they're fearful for their lives, what did they need to listen to? His word, yeah. not not the storms, not the needs of the world, not yeah. the serving of that. You know, and the disciples were like, "Hey, we perish! Don't you care that we perish?" One thing was needful: yeah. sitting at the feet of God, hearing His word. Yeah, sitting at the feet of God, hearing His word. See, Jesus, who who chose right in that? The disciples fearing for their life, or Jesus, who remembered the word from the Father. Let's go to the other side. And so we've got to get the word inside of us. We've got to keep it there. We've got to meditate on it. One thing, put it in the, put it in the comments. One thing is necessary or one thing is needful. One thing, sitting at the feet of Jesus, sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening to his word. So yeah. before we jump all the way in, just whatever y'all would like to say or ask. Yeah. And uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, there's... Like, looking back just over different times in my life when, like, the situation might not have even been an overwhelming situation. It might have been, like, a very small situation. But in my head, there was so many things that I was trying to juggle. Yeah. That I, like, I I can't tell you how many times I got myself to a point where I wanted to just figure it all out and to fix it. It, well, obviously, like it's good to want to fix things that aren't working or right. functioning properly, right. but it's the the method of you know figuring it out is I don't figure it out by getting into my head and then trying to all the pieces together, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and there's been many times when I've found myself just okay, here's here's an opportunity. How am I going to deal with it? And then I just begin to logic it out. You know, the, yeah. well, these are different things that I can do. And what what hap- What I unintentionally end up doing is I end up putting a lot of the pressure on myself because now I have yeah. to figure out how to make this work. And like, kind of like Martha, uh, like what I've done many times. So in the past. you already yeah. have a problem, mm-hmm. but the more that you sit there trying to figure it out and mm-hmm. not hearing the word from God, mm-hmm. the problem becomes more difficult and more mm-hmm. weighty. Yeah. And all of a sudden it just yeah. gets heavier and heavier and heavier. Yeah. And and then if like someone else brings up another thing that I need to figure out yeah. at that point, all of a sudden yeah. I'm like melting, you know, yeah. like over like two very small things in, in the hands of God. Yeah. You know, so but, you've had this yeah. moment before many times, many times, mm-hmm. but you're still here today. Yeah. And you made out. it through. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't feel like you were going to make it through in those moments. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and you start to see, okay, what was weighty. I mean, I've said this before is mm-hmm. weight is applied in our head. It's yeah. all, it's perspective. Your heaviness and your weightiness is all perspective. Yeah. It's a, that's where it comes from. When mm-hmm. you sit down, you think about it, you logic that out, you'll yeah. see that what we count heavy is all a matter of our perspective. Yeah. So it's yeah. all in our head. Yeah. So. And yeah. It, it's taken me back to, like, in those instances, who's the source? Yes. You know? Yeah. And, um, but we'll probably get into that a little bit. But I just, there have been many times in the past that I've found myself, I'm trying to figure it out and work it out myself. And yeah. it just doesn't yeah. work out that way. Yeah. So when I first read this, the thing that I actually, I was thinking about was a while back, you talked about how God told you to do business differently. Yeah. And in this situation, I'm thinking, okay, Martha is doing business that she needs to do. And I think for a lot of people, great point, great connection. 
for a lot of people, they're in the ditch of maybe they're not the most motivated person. And they, like, you know, you've met people that are like, I am so focused on the Lord that I'm not going to get a job. Or I'm so focused on the Lord that in my job, I'm not doing what I need to be doing because I'm, 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 you know, like we've talked about even with Lunch Plus, like even with this, like people can't watch this to the extent that they're actually not doing their job. They have to find that balance that works for them. So with doing business differently, but what I'm wondering, kind of a question is that balance of if there were things that needed to be done. And also this is like what she's doing. Technically, that's probably considered ministry. What she's doing is... If she's preparing things for Jesus, she's absolutely, doing that would be ministry. like that would be like the hospitality team getting yeah. ready, you know. So yeah. how do you balance not if again, especially if you're someone who has the ditch of like I'd rather just not do much, I'd rather just sit with Jesus all day and not do anything. Yeah, finding that balance of working when you need to work, being diligent, yeah, focusing on your tasks, focusing on ministry but also taking that time. So, And that's a great question. Uh, so what delineates, um, what divides the people that their ditch would be to not do very much, but I'm just going to go home and pray all the time and versus, or I'm just going to go to all these meetings, uh, but they never actually, you know, they, they're wrong because they never actually get anything done. Versus the, some, the other person that like is so busy, busy, busy mm-hmm. that they never hear a word. You know, so you have two ditches there. So uh, I can see definitely what you're saying is, and I was gonna, I was gonna bring this up is how do you uh, differentiate between okay, I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus and I need to stay here. I need to go do something right. And so what is it? What do y'all think is the, how do you determine what's right and what's wrong there? What's too far in either direction? Fellowship. Okay. Explain. (laughs) Uh, I I was just asking, like, is that the right answer? um, No. Yeah. No. That's not the right answer. Being led is the right answer, but how do you, how does, how can a person tell? Um, well, I, I think a, a big thing to look at is your heart. Um, like, is That's it, good. is it, and yeah. your motivation. Like, am I doing this out of fear that it won't get done? Yeah. Because if that's the case, well, there's, fear is not a good motiv- motivator. If, you know, serving in love, that's a good motivator, you know, like, yeah. uh, everything you do should be done in love. You know, that's what yeah. Paul, Paul wrote. Yeah. He said, let all that you do be done in love. Um, and love is unconditional giving. Um, yeah. But love also has to receive at the same time. Um, yeah. Well, think about this. When, um, okay, when they were out in the wilderness feeding the 5,000 in Matthew uh, 13 and 14, they fed the 4,000 or yeah. 14 and 15. I, I might be a chapter off there. Um, think about this. Serving the people would have looked like let's go to the town and buy food and then bring it back, or let's take everybody to the town. But that's not what they ended up doing. They ended up, you know, the miracle of feeding the Mm 5,000, praying over it, blessing it, and it it coming through. So what was it in that moment that 
What was it in that moment that was right? What determined that that was right? They had a word. They had a word. Yeah, that's good. They had a word on what to do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they were in fellowship. They heard a word. But how can you tell that they were right? Like in, a lot of people can say, I have a word. How can I tell that a word is right? It worked. It worked. The fruit. Yeah. In other words, if I, all I'm doing, all my, so see, you can have people, they'll sit there and they'll pray all their life, but they never lead anybody to the Lord. There's yeah. no fruit there. You know, well, I just, I just sit at the feet of Jesus. Where's your fruit? Mm -hmm. Because we've got to have fruit. Yeah. The Bible demands fruit. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, the Bible demands fruit. And if you don't have fruit, you will be pruned. So, all right, then you have, it becomes very important to define what is biblical fruit that's acceptable to God, which we've already gone through a list of six things. Into fellowship, number one, fellowship with God, because that's what we're talking about today. Out of that is where everything comes from. Winning souls, making disciples, power, so healing, miracles. You see people healed and delivered and, and miracles and power of God, supernatural and supernatural revelation. In other words, you have revelation of things. You have revelation of the word. You have words of wisdom, words of knowledge. And then the sixth thing is the fruit of the spirit. So, you know, y'all have heard me tell the story of, of the person that one time they, um, they said that they read their Bible all the time. But the issue was there was no fruit of that reading of the Bible. So in other words, I, be I believe that they read the Bible, but they didn't read the Bible where it actually changed them right? Because their fruit was very harsh. Their fruit was very legalistic. There wasn't faith there. There was religion. And wrong, even though they're calling it Christianity, it was religion, but yeah. not Christianity, really, not what that Bible teaches. Yeah. And so you have to have the fruit of the Spirit as well. So you have to have intimate fellowship with God, winning souls, making disciples, power, revelation, and the fruit of the Spirit. All right, so and, and which one of those is required of every believer? All of them. All of them. So you can't just have, you know, somebody may love winning souls, and they just go win souls all the time, but they don't have fruit in the other areas. They're dropping the ball in that area. So if I'm, quote, unquote, sitting at the feet of Jesus all the time, but sitting at the feet of Jesus doesn't produce fruit, then I'm doing something wrong. Can you see that? But if I'm producing fruit all the time, but I don't have a word and I'm not sitting at the feet of Jesus mm -hmm. as well, then I'm off in that way. Yeah. So fruit is the differentiating factor between how much is too much. You know, you have to have fruit. So I need, that's why it's very important for every believer to take, you know, take a, a survey, take an inventory of your life. You know, when is the last time I led somebody to the Lord? When's... When's the last time that I walked in supernatural power, supernatural revelation? When's the last time the Lord was bringing that supernatural revelation or word of wisdom, word of knowledge flowing in the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit? You'll notice that all of these things really tie into the Holy Spirit, which is why he gave the Holy Spirit to us in this time. And so we want to have fruit. But where does fruit come from ultimately? sitting at the feet of Jesus. And yeah. if we don't sit at the feet of Jesus, we are not going to have the fruit that we need. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what you see in Revelation uh, chapter 2 when he's talking to the church of Ephesus. He says, you're doing all these good works, 
And then in the middle of it, you know, he says, I see your toil. And you can tell that word is not right because toil was an effect of the curse. And so he says, I see your toil. And so they were, they were working, but work had a heavier weight on it. And then you come to find out he had something against them. And what he had against them was they had left their first love. And what that meant was where they, they needed to have fellowship face-to-face with God, they weren't doing that. They were just yeah. working. Yeah. They were just working, but not in his face, not hearing those words. Mm-hmm. And that was what was off. They weren't sitting at the feet of Jesus. And he says, repent, or I will remove you. So this is a dangerous thing. It's the same thing as if you don't get your fellowship right, you'll be removed. If you don't get your fruit right, you'll be removed. Uh, Because we see that if you don't get your fruit right, you're pruned. Here, if you're not getting your first love right, you'll be removed. These two things are very important for us to judge ourselves on. And uh, that doesn't mean condemn ourselves over our lack of doing it in the past. It means as you're going forward, Use those as markers and, and uh, guidelines, you know, guardrails to keep you where you need to be. Yeah. Don't hold yourself in condemnation for where you have been, but as you take the next step, use those as guardrails to keep you in the right place. So, amen. So there's your, you know, there's the answer of how far is too far, you know, because there are people that'll sit, you know, uh, sit and do nothing for. Years and years, and think that they're doing right. No, and uh, you know that's something that the Lord really challenged me with the church was: Do you have people that are making disciples, or are you just winning? You know, so you can't, as a church, you can't just win souls on Sunday morning. That's not the only soul-winning time, and if that's the only time it's happening, you're not a church of soul winners. You had, and you're not raising people to produce the very fruit that God said. He said, the fields are white unto harvest. He says, go and preach the gospel, right? And, and, and reap the fruit of those souls. Yeah. That is a direct command from God. He who wins souls is wise, and he pays wages to, to the harvesters. Mm-hmm. But it's very important for us to see that fruit is required. And we need to take responsibility for that. And pastors need to take responsibility for that. You know, just saying that I win souls on Sunday morning, that's not enough. That does not, that is, that does not mean that your character is soul winning, you know, that you have that in you. That's not a personal fruit. And that means it won't be imparted to other people as well. Yeah. 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 Fruit is important. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. So uh, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, I think we're also going to get into that a little bit later, but that like the fruit that you bear is evidence, you know, of that fellowship. And you you've already been talking about that. But what was coming to me was John chapter fifteen, you know, when Jesus was saying, "I'm the I'm the vine." Yes. Yeah. You're the branches. My Father's the vine dresser. Yeah. You know, the, those who bear fruit, he, he prunes, but those who uh, those who do not bear fruit, he cuts off and throws it into the fire. Yes. You know. That's um, right. And so it's. Like fruit is a lot more important than we recognize because I, because I love God, I don't want to be cut off. You know, yeah, I don't want to be, yeah. se- I don't want my life to be separated from him. I want my life to be in him. And yeah. Well, without manifestation of fruit, you can very easily get to the place where people find themselves in front of Jesus going, Lord, Lord. And he says, depart from me. I never knew mm-hmm. you. You know, yeah. uh, fruit is, in other words, there should remember in faith, you know, in James, it says, I will show you my faith 
by my works. Yeah. You know, if you don't have the fruit of proper works to match with what you say you believe, mm-hmm. you don't have it. You yeah. know, and that's why he says, work out your salvation mm-hmm. with fear and trembling. So, in other words, we are supposed to be doing this on a regular basis. I really, and, and it struck me, the Lord really brought this up to me several years ago. Of course, as soon as he did, you heard me start talking about it more. But one of the things that you see is that, um, how, how many messages have we heard on fruit, on bearing fruit, that we, it's been driven home to us that every one of us is required to have, bibli- not just fruit, but biblical fruit. I mean, did you know it? Did you know what those fruit were before you started hearing me talk about it? And and did you know them as defined? Could you, you know, I think now if I ask you for fruit, you could start to actually define it. Yeah. Well, that's just the beginning step. Yeah. Because if you can't define it, you're not going to have it. Remember, yeah. faith begins where the will of God is known. How are you even going to put faith towards fruit if you don't have a de- mm-hmm. definition of what yeah. that fruit should be? Yeah. Right. So can you see that in the American church and in, in general, fruit has not been talked about enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the fruit that I've heard is, has often been wrong. I've heard very, um, very, like, some of the mo- more mature believers talking about fruit as for a church really being numbers yes, a lot of the time. Yeah. And, and How that's many people defense. are coming? What's their offering numbers? Yeah. And if you look at a church, and it's almost like a, it's almost like a defense of um, we have a big church, so we must be doing things right. Yeah. We are doing things yeah. right. And that, so years ago I was listening to some leadership stuff on churches, and, and it says, it, it said this, it says not everything that grows is healthy. You know, Cancer. Not everything that grows is healthy, but if you're healthy, you will grow. Not everything grows is healthy. And uh, why? Because I can, well, if if that's the defining point, then what about these concerts that have all the, you know, a demonic artist? You know, apparent, according to them, they would be fruitful in the eyes of God because they were able to draw a crowd. That doesn't mean anything, you know, so... I mean, we could. There's things we could do right now. There, I could. I could change the format of our services. Um, I could do certain things. There's several several steps. I could do these certain several steps, and the numbers would go straight up. Numbers would go straight up. But and I've known those for years since we started the church. I've known what to do to cause numbers to go up. I'm not looking for numbers to go up. I'm looking yeah. for biblical fruit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's very important. It's very. Very much, and that's why I was I was talking to somebody the other day, and I said, "Look, um, I said, you know, the issue is like, for example, I was presented with an opportunity the other day to have somebody come to our church, to have somebody come to our church, and probably have some influence, probably have some money, and my response to them was to give them the reasons why they shouldn't come." And that was what I told him. Now, that sounds very illogical, right? But here's what I know, that if we're looking for biblical fruit, if we're looking for biblical fruit, and that person is not coming for those reasons, but we're, lo- we're going this way, they're not coming for, for that, right? Then they're going to get here, they're going to find something else that they from what they thought they were going to find 
then they're going to go away and talk about how wrong we are. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? So instead of telling them what I could have told them to sell them on our church, I told them who we actually are. You see? Which which, now they have a decision to make. Do I want to be that or am I curious or interested in that coming in knowing that's who you are? Or am I, no, I don't want to be that. And now they don't come, but they're also not talking bad about you because they didn't find something different from what they expected. Yeah. Yeah. And and another thing that could happen is they can come in and then try to pull the church in their direction. Exactly. Especially someone of influence. Exactly. That's a whole other, that's Mm -hmm. a whole other other part of that. Yes, absolutely. And so many pastors are trying to just get as many people as are, and then they try to do what they need to do to keep people there. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, what happens is all of their efforts stop going towards fruitfulness and it starts going to keep a crowd. Yeah. All right. So now I'm wasting efforts from fruitfulness. So we're looking for the hungry. We're not. And so all I did was instead of selling what I knew they wanted to hear, Mm -hmm. I mean, they were coming at me with compliments. You Mm -hmm. know, they had heard heard a message that I administered and they were coming to me with compliments and uh, I just told them what we were. And instead of telling them what they wanted to hear in the flesh, yeah, instead of telling them what the flesh was, I told them what the actual truth was. It's very similar to what Jesus did. He said, this is the truth. And then he said, you know, he turned to other people and said, do you want to go too? Same, same principle because he understood that in order to continue having fruitfulness, you must maintain the standards of, of fruit and fellowship, yeah. fruit and fellowship, right? And so that, that's one of those major points that I think is missed among people because they consider fruit big numbers. Big numbers, does, that doesn't mean fruit. Now, there is, here's the thing. Now, you can go to the point where somebody goes, well, I'm just not looking to increase at all. That also is wrong. Yeah. There, you know, in, in Proverbs, I think it's 14:28, I think it says, uh, in a multitude is a king is a king's glory. Yeah. And so I should be believing for growth, mm-hmm. but not wrong growth. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm believing for proper growth, yeah. not just growth in general. Yeah. yeah. Proper growth. And so these things are so very important. And, and a lot of times people don't understand those things. You have a lot. Of, so think about this. Who knows what I just defined to you? How many pastors know it? Some few. Yeah, yeah, a few. Well, I would think if, if, if the pastors really knew that, I would think they would be telling the people. They, the they people would not would only that. be telling the people, but they'd be living it. They would be living it. You would hear that kind of speech come out, right? You would hear that kind of speech come out. But instead, a lot of the speech I hear is, look how many people we had at church today. And, right. And also, and like you're talking about souls being so important, but most of the time, souls that are one, it's just talked about they came to the altar. And that's huge. That's, that's important. But yeah. It's that's the souls that are talked about. Yes. That's the only yes. fruit of that in, yes. in that way. Yep. And so you see that that's the fruit really of the body or the pastor kind of doing it that way, but there's no fruitfulness from Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. 
there's fruitfulness on Sunday. But that's not fruitful. If there's not fruitfulness all throughout the week, you're not fruitful. Mm-hmm. You can't just have fruit on Sunday and that be the only fruit. So yeah. um, it's one of those one of those moments where we have to recognize what's actually. Think about this. Think about and, and you've seen this. I know how many young ministers, right? They first of all they're they're discouraged with where church is and what it's doing. Maybe even they want to see more fruit. Okay. But then that leads them to the place where they disconnect from leadership because they're frustrated with decisions leaders make. They, they become unsubmitted to wise counsel and their leaders. And so they, they do that, and then they decide, I'm going to change church. So now they start their own church to change church, Right? They go out there, they're already a little bit rebellious because they've disconnected, or maybe they just keep a relationship to say that they're connected, but they're not submitted. Mm-hmm. They just they have a, a relationship, mm-hmm. but not a submitted relationship. Yeah. And then they don't know what I just said about that, and then they push the whole church. You know what happens? Give it five or ten years, you know what they are? The very church that they ran from. Yeah. Because it, it's, in other words, they all they did was they just splintered the church into more fruitless parts because you give that without understanding that part of fruitfulness mm-hmm. you give it 5 10 years you're the same thing you're right back in religion but probably you've imparted more rebellion to the people than you would have if you would have just stayed yeah and so there's so the the key is if you're not seeing fruitfulness in your leadership then find a fruitful leader and plug in and mm-hmm. submit in that way submit yourself but these so think about this if if people did if pastors did what i just said if they if they made that change this sunday to not be after just numbers their numbers their numbers would be cut in half to a quarter within two to three months no question in in half to a quarter you know why you know how i know that because I was always a fruitful pastor, but I even made a change, and that's what I saw to do it as well. Within within a month, we were down to half, and all I did was increase the preaching time. I, I made it. I made the service not about their comfort yeah. for six months. Within a month, we, it, the numbers were cut in half. Yeah. Yay! How to grow a church one hundred and one. Woohoo! You know. So, but here's here's the thing, is why did, uh, why was that right? Because you had to get the foundation right for the growth to be on top of it. You had to get that foundation right. So the Lord had to get me focused on changing people's thinking to I'm not here for me, I'm here for him. And if I'm here for him, I've got to do it his way. And when I did that, the Lord sent hungry people, Right? Then, then hungry people, the ones that wanted to make that change in their life stayed, mm-hmm. and the ones that didn't left, and God started sending people from around the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of you are from out of state. Yeah. God sent you here. Yeah. He sent hungry people, yeah. you see? 
And, and not only that, but he's sending hungry people from the area as well. But you can see, in other words, God did it, but he did. he's building the church now. Yeah. You know, he's doing that, getting ready to plant another campus, getting ready to help other ministers around the world. You know, We've been mm -hmm. doing that for some years. So the issue is to get on fire, stay at the feet of Jesus. So all of this spawns at the feet of Jesus, yeah. Acts 17, 38. In him we yeah. live and move and have our being. Yeah. Not in our programs, yeah. not in our processes. You know, we, we want to put together some corporate process to solve everything. It's at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. You know, we have the anointing and we know 1 John 2, mm -hmm. 20. You know, yeah. please put these scriptures in the comments as we talk about it. We, we have the anointing and we know. It doesn't come, you know, your knowledge doesn't come out of you sitting down and figuring that out. When you have that problem to handle you're talking about, you don't get knowledge on how to handle that yeah. by sitting down and logicking it all out or having yeah. a brainstorming party. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. How's the biblical way for it to come? The anointing. In the anointing, in his presence. Well, what what kept kind of coming to to my head right there was just it, that that's the difference between being busy and being productive, you know, like yes, like yeah. you, I can be busy. Like you talk to any minister, like like how's it been? All busy, you know. We've been doing yeah. a lot of things. We we have our soup kitchen. We have our, you know, yeah. we have all these programs, and and that's what a lot of churches become is just programs out the wazoo. Yeah, we got programs yeah. for this, programs for that, programs for that, and we have to maintain and to manage it all. And we've just been busy. You yeah. know, but have you been productive? Have you been seeing the biblical fruit? That's and right. that's like, are you, and because productive, like the, the root of that is you're producing. You're, yes. What are you producing? Fruit. Yes. And I guess when, when you go back to Mary and Martha, she was busy. She was doing a lot of things. Yes. But, but she was missing the big picture of exactly. producing, producing the fruit. What's yeah. the fruit? The fruit is uh, not just, see, because Mary being being at, at, at the bosom of Jesus, you know, listening to what, what he's saying. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but, you know, and she was, but like in that moment, it's like, where's the fruit of this? But she was being productive, even though in yeah. Mary's eyes, it didn't look as productive. Exactly. Like hold, holding a, a six-hour prayer meeting for some churches might not seem productive. You can spend that time doing other things. So you know, a but. judgment of fruit is yeah. also uh, also defined by the word. Yeah. So in other words, see, in Martha's mind, mm -hmm. Mary was not being fruitful. Yeah. In Mary's mind, Martha was not being fruitful. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So now our fruit is determined on how well we know this word. Yeah. yeah. You mm -hmm. see? So you could you have two Christians that argue over whether or not we need to be in service or whether or not we need to be setting up the meal? <laughs> I've watched it. <laughs> I've seen it, you know. So, yeah, you can have two Christians, and their perspective is different based mm -hmm. on, on different things, you mm -hmm. know. So, like, when we have meals after services, stuff like that, what generally ends up happening is this. This is the protocol. Everybody's in the service. Mm -hmm. You don't have people that are out, you know, doing it. Unless, it, unless there's special circumstance, like I'm thinking about, well, like at Dr. Rodney's, they have meals for people afterwards, and they have they have like their own kitchen and everything, and there's so much that they have to prepare, and that's part of their ministry, part of their service. But one of the things that we've required, we've required like, okay, you're in nursery. We really require like we're not gonna we're not gonna force you to do it, but we want you to agree. If I'm going to minister in the nursery, 
and I'm not going to be in the adult service, we want you to agree that you take it as a responsibility to watch that service throughout the week so you stay on that same level with the rest of the body as you grow. If you're going to be you know, on the computer switching, but you can't really pay attention to it, you need to go back and listen to that throughout the week, or else I really would rather have you in the service, you see? And so, in other words, we need to sit at the feet of Jesus. Serve, but sit at the feet of Jesus as well and hear that word. But what you can see is you could have two Christians, both of them thinking the other one doesn't have fruit. That's exactly what happens in the situation in Luke 10. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they don't, the other one doesn't think the other one has fruit. One's right, one's wrong. The, the difference is which one was more biblical, which yeah. one was according to the standard of the word. And so now here's the thing, though. If, she, if Martha both came, how are they eating? How are they eating? If Martha comes and sits at the feet of Jesus. So what do you think? I'm putting y'all on the spot. Yeah. I, I know that. Jesus uh, breaks the bread and it multiplies in the room. I mean, there's... Right. There's, I mean, he, he's already proven oh, really? that, that food can food. be food can be multiplied, multiplied and God yeah. can bring it about supernaturally. Right. So uh, who's to say that in the middle of this meeting... Yeah. that they're having right here. There was somebody on the way bringing food for everybody mm-hmm. because the Lord had ministered to them to fix it and prepare yeah. it. And right as they stopped sitting at the feet of Jesus, yeah. so they, there's a knock on the door. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, guys, just thought I should bring over a, a bunch of food today. So Yeah, a turducken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I was just reading, like, Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't even necessarily rebuke her for preparing but her heart was wrong too so like yeah it could have even just been at the all right just bring the food and relax you know like, like yeah. you know let the people yeah. serve themselves it could have been just a buffet you know yeah like yeah. there's so many options but like like you know jesus wasn't rebuking her for preparing he was rebuking her because like he was coming against her just because yeah. her heart was in the wrong place you know yeah. so she was out of rest out of peace out of so mind. these are all symptoms yeah. we've talked about. If, yeah. you, if these things are happening, something's mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. So she had all of those symptoms, mm-hmm. yeah. out of rest, out of peace, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You know, offended at her, at her sister. Yeah. yeah. Now, watch this. She's offended at Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can see it. it. It says, Lord, don't you care? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's offended at Jesus. Yeah. And she's the one who invited him in. Right? Yeah, Martha's the one who invited him in. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's the one being the Lord, don't you? So now, even if the Lord says a word, is she hearing it? Is she, is she able to receive? At, what if God right at that moment goes, Martha, you know, a million dollars coming to you. Martha, supernatural healings coming in your body right now. Would she be able to receive it? I know. No. Why? Because she's offended. She's not at ease. She's not in the place of reception. So even if God had a word for her, I mean, think about this. The Savior of the world, the Messiah that heals and delivers and mm-hmm. saves is sitting in her house. She's still got problems. She's got problems, and the the Messiah is sitting in her living room, and she's got issues. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
that's horrible. <laughs> like, that's the worst. Yeah. You know? How is it? So the question is, can salvation be available to us and us miss it? Yeah. Could it be sitting in our house and us miss it? Absolutely. Why? And all of it came down to her mindset and her yeah. heart. Mm-hmm. All of it came down to her mindset and her heart. How much is in these, you know, five scriptures here, you? Yeah. <laughs> There's a ton. There's even one thing I haven't pointed out yet that's going to be major. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, he's in us, you know? Yeah. We're, we're the house. I, preach. Tell me about it. Well, the, <laughs> I mean, the Bible says that we're a dwelling place for the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit dwells inside of us. And, the kingdom's within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, earlier this week, I was like, I was out of rest and I was missing it, just like Martha. So, like, yeah. a lot of times we look at Martha and be like, Martha, you messed up. Come on. Jesus was in your house. Jesus is in my house. Yeah. You know, you know he's in my house today. You know, when I get, get there and if I get out of rest, you know, it's like Jesus is in my house. And the solution's in my house. He knows the answer and it's in him. That's Which Christian is Jesus not in their house? None. Well, unless they kick him out. Yeah. So which Christian should have should have problems? None. See, there's problems surrounding us, but yeah. which one should be in those problems? Jesus, there's problems. The storm was surrounding them, but Jesus wasn't in the problem. Yeah. You see? Solution. He was the solution. Yeah. So we've got to let the solution come from the inside out, which comes from sitting at the feet of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Like I whenever I've read that I'm like Jesus is sitting right there. It's Jesus. But what you're saying is such a great point. Of he's, yeah. And actually what we have now is even greater than that because he's not right. just sitting next That's to us. Right. He's living inside of us. Yeah. In him we live and move and have our being as he is. So are we. So are we. Not in heaven. In yes. this world. Yeah. In this world. Yeah. So... I'm not saying that problems don't exist. I'm not saying that facts aren't facts. I'm saying that in the midst of facts, you have a solution already. The question is, which one are we focusing on? It's a matter of weight and heaviness is a matter of perspective. Ease and rest is a matter of perspective. Offense is a matter of perspective, right? All of these things is a matter of perspective and choices. The biggest thing it comes down to is choice. Yeah. It's choice. Mary. Mary has chosen, verse 42, Mary has chosen the good part. Mm-hmm. Good. To sit in fellowship and hear the word in the midst of, see, the same problems that surrounded Martha surrounded Mary. Mm-hmm. The same issues that yeah. surrounded Martha surrounded Mary. It yeah. also surrounded Jesus. Mm-hmm. The same problems surrounded all of all three of them. Yeah. Two were at rest, at ease, and and one wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. So what does God think about M and M? You know, what does God think about Martha and Mary? You know, we see it. You know, we see what He thinks about that. Again, now, again, people can go to the place where they just sit there the whole time and they never take on any responsibility for fruit, and that's wrong. 
it, no, the whole point of fellowship is to produce fruit. Yeah. 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 It is to have fellowship and 50% just have fellowship. That other 50% produce fruit. And God makes that clear because he says, he tells us you need to be producing fruit in John 15. Mm-hmm. So you should see it that way. My, my, my goal of sitting at the feet of Jesus is one, 50% fellowship, 50% fruit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And if I don't have that, those, both of those things going on, it's out of balance. Yeah. It's out of kilter. It's in the vine that I am empowered and I get the strength to, to be able fruit. to produce the fruit. I can't produce a fruit. Abide. Yeah. In the vine, yeah, in fellowship. Yeah. That's why Jesus said, apart from me, you can do nothing. Because it's like, well, yes. like yeah. being plugged in, you know, like we're, if I'm plugged into the vine, yeah. I'm, with, I'm gaining the energy and yeah. the strength that I need to be able to overcome. You yeah. know, if I'm, if I'm not in the vine, I'm not overcoming because I don't have my life source that empowers me to overcome. Yeah, Let, let's talk about one more horrible thing that's in here. Oh, great. <laughs> one more horrible thing, all right? And uh, here, here it is in, in verse 40. But Martha was distracted with all her preparation. Mm-hmm. She saw it as preparation, the, the serving alone. She saw it as everybody's preparations. But see, she had taken the care of the preparations on herself. They're her preparations. Yeah. And she was distracted. Her, the care that she drew to herself has now distracted her. She can't see straight. Right? Okay. The care that she has taken. Yeah. She didn't cast her cares. She was anxious instead of being anxious for nothing. Yeah. She was anxious. She took that care, and those cares distracted her. Yeah. Right? All right, and then it says this. She came up to, to him and said, Lord, do you not care? Now, her distractions has called her, caused her to get an offense against her sister and caused her now to get an offense against Jesus. And now she's trying to correct Jesus. She's trying to make this word mm-hmm. be what she thinks it should be. Yeah. She's trying to have doctrine change for her, because, and she, now, does she think she's wrong? No. No, she thinks she's right. How many of us have thought that we were right? Yeah, and find out later we were wrong. So again, the standard of the word has to be, which is all the more reason why we need to sit at the feet of Jesus. We need to sit, sit and hear the word of God preached and taught and sit in that anointing. All right. Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Now she's, she's not in fellowship. She's carried the weight. She's offended at her sister and Jesus, and now she's at pity, in pity as well. And, and now, I want you to look at this. This doesn't look like it's a, that big of a deal. Like, it's not a huge, like, like this moment's going to come and go in the Bible, and it... it doesn't this, is there anything about this that seems abnormal to our world today? Or is this pretty normal to see stuff like this, right? Yeah. But, but I'm listing four major spiritual points that she is majorly off on. That's going to affect, that weight is going to affect her whole life. And many people would consider this very normal. 
and okay to even do that. And I've seen it in the church time and time and time again. All right, now watch this. And then, and then he says, then tell her to help me. All right, now she's in witchcraft. Trying to come in. Make her do what I think is right. Now she's trying to force her will on somebody else. Tell her, make her help me, Lord. Make her help me. Praise God, the Lord's merciful. (laughs) Martha, Martha. You know, he could have been, no woman, it's you that's all jacked up. (laughs) It's you. You're the one who's messed up. And he's like, no, instead of doing that, he's like, Martha, Martha. (laughs) How merciful is God? You know, Martha, (laughs) Martha, you're there and uh, you've taken the care. You're distracted. You're, you're offended, you're in pity, and now you're trying to force your will on somebody else? No, you, you're messed up, woman, you know, like that. Yeah. But no, he's like, Martha, Martha, settle down, you know. How merciful is God? How merciful is he? You're worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen. Now watch this. She chooses. She's chosen that. She chose the good part. All of this is a choice. It's all a choice. So the weight that we carry, the eat versus easy and light, mm-hmm. the anxiousness, the toil, it's all a choice. Yeah. It's all a choice. Yeah. That's good. Amen. Yeah. Because it's root. Going back, like it's rooted in love. Yeah. Which is yeah. a choice. Yeah. Love is a choice and a commitment to unconditional giving at the yeah. leading of God. Yeah. But I have to choose it. Yeah, that's right. I have to, cho- I have to choose if I want to operate in love, which is God. If I want yes. to operate in his ways. Yeah. Or if I want to operate in my own worries. I mean, that like rooted in love is when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, don't worry about these things. Yeah. You know, don't you, your father in heaven knows that you need these things. You know, yeah. he knows what... He knows that you need food. He knows that food needs to get on the table. Yeah. He knows that the, the cups need washed. He knows that, That's right. you know, he knows all these things. Yeah. But he's not worried about them. Not when, concerned when, about it at all. Yeah, when you're at his feet and you're abiding in love, that's when you can trust that it'll all work out. Yeah. Because he knows you need these things. Don't worry about tomorrow. Well, you see, you know, in John three sixteen, the end result was for us to have eternal life. Yeah. And then John 17, 3 says, this is eternal life. I yeah. think I have it on here. This is eternal life that they may know you, yeah. the only true God and Jesus Christ. In other yeah. words, we may have an intimate fellowship, an intimate knowledge of him mm-hmm. and the son, the yeah. father and the son, to mm-hmm. be in that. And then, of course, in Acts 17, 28, in him, we live and move yeah. and have our being. In him, we live and move and have our being. In him, yeah. we live and we move and we have our being. So see, what Mary was doing was she was actually tapping into the vine, and she would have everything that she needed. She would have healing. She would have deliverance. She would have answers. She would have solutions by sitting and choosing the word and sitting in the word of God at the feet of Jesus, instead of worried about all that stuff. Now, again, I know 
Some, this is the issue for most people, but there are some that would say, oh, I just need to sit at his feet all the time and I don't ever have to go out and produce anything. I just, I am producing yeah. sitting at his feet. That's where you have to take the fruit of the word, fellowship, winning souls, making disciples, miracles and healing, the power, uh, revelation, and, and then the fruit of the spirit. You have to accurately judge those things. So... And then, and that's that's a major deal because a lot of people are not very good at accurately judging things. They're not self-aware of those things. Uh, they judge other people by their works, but they judge themselves by their intentions. We have to boil that back down to what's actually being done yeah. and seen by mm-hmm. others, not just what I think. You know. Yeah. You know, so it's I will. It's important for us to communicate well and. Um, when I'm trying to judge myself, I don't want to just judge myself on what I was trying to communicate or what I was trying to say. I want to judge myself based on how people took it, even if their thinking is off. You know, let's say that you are unbiblical in your thinking. How can I word my words so that a person that's biblical or unbiblical will hear the same thing? So I will work on myself to learn how to communicate better yeah. in my thoughts, in my actions, in my words. And now I'm judging myself regardless regardless of where you're coming from. It's, where you're coming from, I can't change. But what I can change is how I present to you Christ in my yeah. life, you know, in, my, in how I live. Yeah. And so judging myself is not judging what I was trying to say, it's getting better and better at what I'm saying so that no matter who, who is listening, they hear the same thing. You know, they hear the same communication. Well, and I'm not just talking about words here. I'm talking about actions as well. How is it perceived? How is it received? And I should look at that. Doesn't mean that let's say that you're completely unbiblical and you think about Jesus did everything perfect, but he still was seen by some as doing the wrong thing and being the enemy. So you're not going to stop that completely, but that doesn't take away my responsibility for for abstaining from the appearance of evil. So if I'm going to abstain from the appearance of evil, that means I'm going to have biblical fruit Mm -hmm. in every way possible, and I need to judge it according to the standard of the word, and I need to take responsibility Mm -hmm. for cleaning those actions up, cleaning those words up, and uh, making sure that it is the fruit that God intends. Yeah. You know, one thing that really sticks out to me with this is um, how her deception of, Lord, do you not care? Like, she was doing things the wrong way. She was separating herself yeah. from, from Jesus. She wasn't having biblical fruit, yeah. which in and of itself could, there like, how many times have, we not had biblical fruit and known, I think I, think I can be doing better, yeah. not have that, have that frustration, and then say, even though we wouldn't want to say it out loud or admit it, have that doubt of that, that, that deception come up of Jesus doesn't care. Like, that's why right. I'm in this place is Jesus doesn't care. Yeah. When really, she had stepped away from him, wasn't doing things his way. It wasn't that he didn't care. No, yeah. but she's thinking, I'm doing this and that and that, and he doesn't care. Yeah. And how often have we been in that place where we've even just heard that deception, yeah. had that, we didn't, 
at the very least, didn't have a firm foundation in that yeah. he cares for me. And he, uh, right. what is that verse about him caring for us watchfully? Like he's, yeah. he's very attentive to us. But how often have we dropped that yeah. and then get into this whole mess of he doesn't care and la, 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 la. Well, and here's how that comes about. I'm doing everything that I know how to do. Doesn't he care? And so we might not voice that, but that's how we think. Right, mm -hmm. and so the more, and then we start getting frustrated at him, just like she gets frustrated, in it. and all of that stemmed from her own deception and carrying the weight. And so I've seen this through the years so many times. I've watched people. Okay, let's say somebody's dealing with something; they got a problem that's going on in their life, whether they did it or somebody else did it. And I'll watch them come into service, and they're mad, they're frustrated, they're irritated, and I'll preach the very message that from my knowledge, is exactly what will help them go through. But they didn't hear a word of it because the whole time they were sitting there and they were in service. They were in the right place. Jesus was in their house, but they did not receive. And the whole time, I'm, I can see it, the wheels turning on their face. They're thinking about their problem the whole time. And, you know, and I'll, a lot of times I'll ask them, like, how you doing? Go, I'm all right. You know, and that's how they go out the door, you know, and they're going to carry it all week. And they just had the solution walk right by them. And they, they didn't have the wherewithal to cry out like Bartimaeus did. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Help, help me. Yeah. See, there's, when we move to the place of humility that we can say, help me, what are we doing? We're coming to him, right? Help, help me. And I believe that you're going to help me. Um, the issue is, no, we want to walk by Jesus and be like mad at him because he didn't care about my problem and deceived in that issue, yeah. you see? And that's the, that's the trap. That's the trap. And so that's where you have to know, hey, it's going to be okay. God's going to work this out. I'm relaxing in him and, and I don't have to, or I'll watch, I'll watch people like even, you know, that they're. They're kind of a Martha in their own way, but then they'll come into church and they, they'll get so frustrated because something goes wrong in one of the processes, like on a Sunday morning or something. And it's like, we're not here to worship processes. We're here to worship the Lord. Like, forget the process, you know, screw the process. You know, we're here to worship the Lord, you know? And um, so why do we... You know, why do we sit there and allow those things to become the idol? Mm. Here's why. Because we don't trust God to be it. It comes back, and all of this always comes back down to, do you trust him? Yeah. Do we trust him? Do we have faith for him? And so I have no, I've not been looking at this at all, but if, if there's questions or comments, you're going to have to talk to us about that. <laughs> uh, tell us what they are, but... Um, I don't think there's been a ton of comments. I think people... Kelly uh, had a question right there. Ahead. Kelly said, if Jesus saved Mary from prostitution and demons, did Martha have some in her too? Was she not set free from them yet? Was she not set free from them yet while she was trying to... While they to were trying to prepare the dinner. I, I don't know. I, I think that that speculation... Um, you, you, in answering that question, you'd, you'd have to get into, you know, assuming some things that I think the Bible doesn't make 100% clear, so I'm not going to try to answer that. But um, one of the, you know, it's a good question, but I just don't know if the answer is actually there to be seen. If it is, I'm unaware of it. But 
Um, another thing is, is this Mary Magdalene? Do we know that for a fact? I'm not sure that I know that for a fact. Maybe it is. Maybe there's proof for that. Um, I don't know. And so I'm not going to try and speculate on that, but sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to try and make the word say something that I'm not sure that it does. But, um, but yeah, you know, could there have been, are, are there spiritual problems in the house? Obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's some stuff to work on. And was she carrying some stuff? Yeah, she, she was for sure. Amen. This has been a good discussion. Did you get something out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you all get something out of it? Did this help you today? Uh, did you see some things in a different, uh, different light? And do you, you know, did you see maybe an answer to what does God think about Mary and Martha, M&M stuff? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amen. I, I enjoyed watching y'all try to figure out ahead of time, like, what is this? What are we talking about here? Okay, so, I, Pastor sent the topic, and I was like, what? And he was just, he just said, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, well, we love you very much. If you would like to sow today, you're welcome to do that. Uh, you can go to giveww.org give cash app venmo paypal you can give one time or give recurringly and uh, sow into that we're taking we sow this broadcast free every day into the world did i say something no i was just no, trying to he point, was and pointing I was, really and I was like what are you pointing oh, yeah, at yeah. <laughs> so you can uh we sow the broadcast every day we sow it into your life for uh free if you would like to partner with us you don't have to but if you'd like to uh, you are welcome to do that, and we encourage that. We, we like that. Pray for us, and here's one way you can partner. Like the broadcast, share, subscribe, mm-hmm. drop comments in, you know, both when it's live and all afterwards, hit the notification bell. Uh, we love you so very much. Uh, I want to pray not only for the offering, but I want to pray for these attitudes that we've sometimes had and just pray mm-hmm. for you over this uh, being at the feet of Jesus and fellowship and fruit. So, Father, right now, Lord, for anybody who's sowing today, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, running over in Jesus' name. But, Father, let us see the importance of fellowship and fruit. Let us see the importance of fellowship and fruit. Thank you, Lord. Let us see it. Let us get revelation of it and let us walk in it. And, Lord, let us recognize the symptoms, the red flags of when we're out of that fellowship and fruit, when it's not easy and light, when we're not relaxed and in rest with you. Lord, the storm can, we can be in the middle of the storm and still be relaxed. We can be in the middle of a big project and still be easy and light without toil. We're working, we're working hard, but we don't have the, the care and the toil and the weight of it. Let us recognize those things. And Father, at that moment, if we're recognizing it that it's wrong, let us turn our faith and trust to you that it's going to be okay. Let people see that, and Lord, let them, as they recognize that, reach towards you, and it's going to be okay. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for bringing that about. We praise you and worship you in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for bringing about this huge, 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 huge revelation in our lives. Thank you, Father, for bringing it about and showing it to us so that we can stay at your feet 
in Jesus' name. Now, now, let me let me point out one last thing, see, for people that hung out, here's an extra little nugget. Do you know that you can be at Jesus' feet even while you're at work, even while you're doing? See, there's a place of staying in fellowship with him. Even while you're completing tasks, you can be fellowshipping. So, you know, it, ultimately, when it's time to sit in front of a message, you sit down at the feet of Jesus and hear the word. When it's time to go to church, you go to church, right? Um, there's a time for that. But when it's, you're not in the middle of a service. See, right here, they're in the middle of a service. They're in the middle of a service. But let's say they're not in the middle of the service. Let's say that now Jesus has stopped talking. Everybody's sitting around. They're just, you know, it's just uh, community time, right? Mm -hmm. But there's still stuff to do. So now's the time when Martha should get up and work on those things. But while she's working on those things, she might see Mary sitting over there in the corner. All right, a service is not going on anymore, right? There's not a service. Jesus isn't talking. He's not sharing the word, right? And now Mary's sitting over there. In that moment, she can, Martha can still stay in fellowship even while she's doing the physical work. And she can stay in fellowship instead of getting offended. She can stay in fellowship instead of pitying herself. Yeah. She can stay in fellowship and actually have strength for the work that she's doing so she's not in toil. Yeah. So this is how we, this is where it's applied. So we always apply this to just being in services or staying, staying in a service forever. But what happens when the service is over, right? That's when you can carry, you can sit at the feet of Jesus even while you're working. Mm -hmm. You stay in that place of joy, that place of rest, that, that resting in him. You stay in the place of easy and light. In other words, you stay in fellowship. So while I'm working, this is doing business differently. I start at the physical feet of Jesus, but I stay at the feet of Jesus as I'm praying in the spirit while I'm doing my work. Kind of whistle while you work. Pray, you know, stay in the spirit while you work, you know, you stay in that place. And that's how you stay at the feet of Jesus all the time. And even as we are doing the actual physical things that will produce the fruit, I'm still being supplied by the Holy Spirit through it. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Glory to God. Well, there's a nugget. That's something, whatever we do on the video, we should, when we edit it, we should tell them, say, there's a big nugget at the end after the offering, hang around, you know, so... Because that's it. That right there will set some people free. So, yeah. Amen. We love you so very much. We'll see you tomorrow. Listen, tomorrow I'm going to be talking about how to, uh, let me think how to word this. Very important, how to win all the time. But I know we've used that title multiple times, but I'm going to be telling you how to do it. There's a major point that will keep you in the right place I'm going to talk about. And uh, so that will be tomorrow. I'll see you there. And uh, we love you. Thank you, guys. It was a great discussion Thank today. You. So I hope you got something out of it, too. Yes, sure. Here's Abigail. Hey, guys. We have a few announcements we want to tell you before you get back to work. And that is, one, we have Kickstart coming up February 7th through the 11th. It's going to be huge. You are not going to want to miss it. So mark it down on your calendars every night, February 7th through the 11th at 6.30 p.m., Come here. It will change your life if you let it. So be here. But we also want to let you guys know, 
last week we were telling you about Holy Ghost Weekend, and there has been a little update on it. So we wanted to give it to you so that you were in the know. We will be having Holy Spirit service this weekend at 4 p.m. on Sunday. We will not be having our Saturday or Friday events for Holy Ghost Weekend, but we will be having Holy Spirit service on Sunday we start specifically at 4 p.m. so that no matter if you have work the next day, you have kids who have school the next day, we're starting early so that no matter how long Holy Spirit wants to take it, we've got the time. So we hope to see you there, but until next time, we'll see you tomorrow at 1130 on Thursday because that's what day it'll be tomorrow, just in case any of you are like me and wondering. It's Thursday tomorrow. We'll see you at 1130. Bye. Hey everybody, 13 years ago, God gave us a word to start Boomerang Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. Since then, we have seen heavenly increase. We've seen over 8,300 souls committed to Christ. Over $2 million of increase in the lives of our members and our partners that God did. Debt that's been erased. He told us to actually start a Bible college in Albemarle. And today we have Impact University with graduates coming out every year. He gave us Lunch Plus, which is a daily broadcast, Monday through Friday. We broadcast all over the world, in Africa, all over Europe, all over in Pakistan. We've sent that broadcast all over the world. We've even been in the countries like Africa, Europe, Philippines, Nigeria, Gabon, Mexico, Pakistan. And here and abroad, we've seen incurable diseases healed. Yeah. We've seen marriages restored, families healed. We've seen people that's moved all across the country just to come to Boomerang and be a part of what God is doing. And that's just been in one location. Imagine what God's going to do this year, 2022, what he's called the year of multiplied increase. What many people don't know is three years ago, the Lord spoke to me and he said, I want you to plant a church in Troy, North Carolina. I want Boomerang to expand. And last year he said, that time is now. In 2022, I want you to plant a Boomerang church in Troy, North Carolina. Listen, we want and we invite your partnership with us as we launch out and plant this church in Troy. Please partner with us by spreading the word about a powerful Holy Ghost church in Troy. Pray with us anytime it crosses your mind. Pray, lift it up, let the Holy Spirit guide your prayers, and then sow as the Lord would have you to. As He writes it on your heart, sow your time, your money, your skill, your resources. As He gives it to you, He has given you an opportunity to increase and have a multiplied increase. Now is the time we are going to see the Holy Spirit move across Troy and change that whole environment and atmosphere. Glory to God. Are you ready to go with us? Are you ready to believe with us? And are you ready to see the power of God change a whole region? Join with us and partner with us today. Amen? Amen. Amen.